podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host, the CEO, and the man with the three-day-old stubble he's calling a beard. It's Kieran. How you doing? <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you know what I just realised? What did you just realise? We make the other podcasts sound great, because we're the only, we claim to be the only one that is a shit show. Correct. Which means everyone else is better than us. Yes. It also protects us, because if the show is shit, well, they, everyone knows up front. Yeah. That, they know what they're getting. That, that's right. That's right. So it means if someone was to critique or review the podcast, yeah. we're telling them that it's shit. We that's know that right. it's shit. You know what? The nicest thing, Niall, who was on the show last episode, which is uh, yet to be released. <laughs> By the time they hear this, it'll be released. It will be. But it was, he came up to me and goes, oh, dude, I haven't listened to your po- podcast in a while. I had to listen. I'm like, oh, yeah, have a listen. Let me know what you think. Came back, goes, you guys actually have a decent show like i listen to a lot of podcasts and you're one of the better ones oh, and that's amazing that's, that, ama- and I'm that's like, fantastic i don't know this is like a really weird backhanded compliment but thank <laughs> you i gotta take it in a nice way so yeah so uh, if he's happy. ever nice to me i'm always skeptical it's uh, like gotta do that what do you want what do you want you're up to something that's right what, what do you want the same as every, all of our mates. I think if, if, one's, if someone says something nice, just like when we were sitting here complimenting each other on the weight we, we lost, yeah. we're just thinking in the back of our minds, what the hell's this guy got on me? There's something <laughs> else coming up. That's really important. Wait for it, wait, wait for, for it, it, and then bam, you get him. Church. Yes. I've started keto. I know. You were just telling me just before the show, and I'm like, save it because I want to hear about it. Which, I'm into day two, and I'm cranky. <laughs> yeah, but that's normal. And that was I'm normal for me. That was normal for me. Cranky and I'm miserable, which means I've got a good rant. Good, good. So what is what has rant made you rantable? Rantable. Okay. I'm gonna get something like that. But anyway, <clears throat> what's got you? What's getting you? What's getting your fire in the belly going? Well, I'm gonna pose a question to you. Yeah. And I'm interested to hear your answer. Please. If you had shit on your face, <laughs> right. as in actual shit, as in actual shit, poo, uh, poo, poo. Yeah, poo. Right. The poo, poo. What would you use to wipe that poo off your face? Uh, if I had the option of going to a bathroom, yeah. I'd probably excuse myself, go to the bathroom and wash my face with soap and then paper towel or paper yeah. towel off. I probably wouldn't stick my head in one of those air Dyson dryers yeah. to dry my face. No. I think that's a bit far. Yeah. But I would definitely use a paper towel after I wash my face properly. What if you had baby wipes as an option? Baby wipes, good option. I yep. think it's a good option because that's used basically for wiping poo. Exactly. That's exactly its purpose. And this is my point. Why do we dry our asses with dry toilet paper? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Why okay. don't we use wet wipes or moist paper? Uh, I don't know where you're going with this, but I just want to hear you out because it makes sense and I can I can agree with this to I've a been a philosopher this week. Okay. <laughs> I've been a philosopher, really thought about this. It doesn't make sense, right? Right, right. The Asian cultures, they use a hose. Well, the bidets. Yep, yep. And the Europeans use bidets. Right. But we, we seem to be the only culture, along with the Americans, yep. and maybe the Brits, yep. that actually use dry toilet paper. Yeah. The rest of the world thinks we're idiots. I agree. We think the rest of the world are idiots for using, you know, a bidet and all that kind I, of stuff. No, no. I don't think that at all. I think that bidets are fantastic. And when I was to Italy with my family back in the day... I love the bidet. Bidet the bidets great. are great. Perfect use. But we use dry toilet paper. Now, Correct. no one wants to use... No no one wants to be the first to go, you know what? I'll provide baby wipes. Or I'll provide some moist 
toilet paper. I, okay, or, you're talking about public restrooms. No, I'm just talking about in your house. Okay, because I was going to say, public restrooms, I completely understand if you don't want to give away like baby wipes, wet toilet paper. Of course. Of course. I'm just because talking that's about... That's a more I'm, I'm talking <laughs> hygienic ever. I'm talking about a private house. At a private house, okay. You, I, I, Nick, this week, right. wipe your ass with some baby wipes. Yeah, okay. Or, you know, a bit of a... But if you had shit on your face, you'd no doubt wash it with soap and a bit of yeah. dampness and you'd... Uh, moisture is what moisture. you're talking about. Moisture, exactly. It's the same way you clean dog shit off your thing. Like, grass is the only thing that gets dog, shits, dog shit out of shoes. That's right. You know, there's a bit of moisture there. There's a, there's a there's a bit of texture. There's a bit of moisture. There's a bit of that chlorophyll, whatever it's called, and it's rub- it gets it out. Yeah. I don't know how it does it. It's better than anything else. That's right. But when it comes to your asshole, <laughs> you use dry shit. Yeah. And and I'm just saying, I'm just saying out there. Yeah. I challenge everyone. <laughs> everyone loves challenges these days. The seven day challenge. The two-week challenge. I'm challenging you the to... The wipe your ass challenge. The wipe your ass <laughs> challenge. We can call Use the, moisture. The wet ass challenge. <laughs> your, your life will be changed. Well, well, okay. Obviously, you've had this epiphany recently. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, and you haven't <laughs> even done it yet. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? I will continue to wipe my ass with just regular toilet paper at home. Uh-huh. Which is that. And I buy nice toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You can do that, and you report back to us next week with okay. the wet wipes, and you tell I've just me- realised this isn't a rant. This no, is just this, is a, just a, this is just a, just a philosophy. I'm glad thing. I had two rants then. <laughs> <laughs> this is philosophy time this is with Kieran. Philosophy time with Kieran. How? Do, you know what? I no, think, it is a rant because you know, there should be moistured toilet paper. You know what? Uh, every time I, someone talks to me about the show, and they're like, "What is the show? <laughs> what is the show about?" I always go, oh, we, we come in, we read like the news that you might not have seen before, something stupid in the news or something we'll want to talk about. Like, you know, we've it's talked really about a show that. about nothing. It's really, it's really Seinfeld. Show, it's really Seinfeld. In almost but, the 2020s. You know, but like last episode, we talked about, about um, like the UN, you know, I ranted about the Universal Music Group. You've ranted about not being able to sue a child that uh, you hit with your car. No, they hit me <laughs> with their bike. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's. Uh, I want to be very <laughs> clear on that. I didn't hit anyone. You know, they hit me. I've ranted about pen before but the rants that always seem to get the audience going and the most people connect with are always the toilet ones i'll bring up the rant i did back in the day when we had treasure on this show mm. about piss triplets oh piss triplets <laughs> <laughs> and i tell i say those words and every guy's like problem done yeah. done i understand this show completely twice a year twice a year i don't pay enough attention and you get a little bit of a stream yeah. in your pants. And yeah. you're just like, damn it, my aim is off. That's right. And it, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. And I've said this before. And it's the worst thing ever. And I think we've ranted about toilets and poo and, and gone to the, using the bathroom as a facility before. <laughs> many a time. I feel like we need to start a new show. <laughs> just call it Shit Talk. And, <laughs> and it could just be a podcast. And we just get guys calling in. Talking about their stories about the toilet, mm. issues with the toilet, and wh- why they think the toilet is the best part of the house. Because I think the toilet is a good throne. You know, I heard, I could, like I shitting with the door open. Now that that is, if anyone hasn't done that yet, that is fantastic. Yeah. You've got to do that. Yeah, like I heard on another podcast called the Dick Show, yeah. and the guy Dick is just like, 
I would listen to a podcast of a bunch of guys calling in. It's like, where are you in the world? Hey, what time is it? <laughs> I would listen to that too. But the shit talk podcast. Or reviews on elevators. Oh, you're still into that? <laughs> oh my God, I'm still into it. There's so many. YouTube's great. All right. I'm going to get to my other rant. Get to your rant. I am sick of Uber and DD and Ola and all the ride shares. I'm sick of the I'm sick of the song. They've been using the song. What? No, no, I don't care about the song. No. The reason why I moved to Uber and DD was because the car you had an experience. You'd have the minties often. You'd have the water often. It was enjoyable. I've the talked car, about this before. The, the, the decline car was clean. of the the car was clean. It was a lovely experience. Lately, lately, I've. Been in a rideshare. Yeah. They've driven... It wasn't a nice experience. I actually felt car sick in the back. Oh. Twice. You're sitting at the back? Well... You're just sitting the... there like a limo. <laughs> well, I will... Look, if I'm up for a chat, I sit in the front. Right. Okay. If I'm not up for a chat, I sit back. in the back. Okay. Right? I think that's... That's a good... That's, that's good etiquette, sen- right? sensibility. Yeah. Amazing for coming from you. And both of these times, I wanted to sleep. <laughs> so I was sat in the back. And the guys are driving... Two different drivers, two different times. Yeah. Like maniacs. That I was like, I'm getting car sick. I don't get car sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, where's my water? Where's my minty? This is just the ex- and the cars, both of them smelt. They've been like working for like twelve hours. Did you did the BO. you give them a shit rating? Oh no, I don't rate. You don't rate? No. Nah, see now nah, now I'm suspicious of you as a person. Because I always rate. And if they're shit, I tell them. And I've said, I've meant messages, uh, I think I've ranted about this before, the decline of the Uber experience. You know, we went to the Uber experience because, you know, one, the cars were a lot They were nicer. better than taxis. I know they, they, I know Uber got rid of the uncertainty of, of you now know when your car's going to arrive. Well, there's that too, the accessibility, you know, it's yeah. a lot better and stuff like that. But, but it's terrible. But the, like, you know, they used to, you're right. They used to give you water. They used to give you mints. They used to, you know, offer you things. But then again, I did get. I'm I had sure. a bag as well. And he didn't even get out and open the boot. Ah, that's all right. You're a man. Uh, <laughs> you're going to be a woman. You're going to have boobs for that. No, because. Oh, hang on. That, How was your last trip? I can rate one star. Oh, there you go. Now, remember, he can rate you now. I thought he rated me already. I don't know. He might not have. Terrible smell, dirty car, driver arrived late, didn't use GPS. There you go. Phone. Terrible smell, there you go. dirty car. Oh, even asked me to, to get a bottle that someone left behind and open the door and put it outside. I'm like, it's not my job. That's true. That's true. Submit. I'm glad. I'm glad you derated this gentleman here who drove you around, or, or female. I don't know which one it is. I'm assuming gentleman. It was a gentleman. Well, there you go. Um, if you would like to also use DD, I can send you my code because I get you will get ninety dollars of bonus ride share. Oh, that's pretty good. And I also get some free rides as well, as much as I'm ripping on them right now. <laughs> I'm still going to use. Oh, that's fair enough because everyone rips on everything, but you still have to use the service because it's a service that you need in your day to day life. That's it. You know. Do you do you know like they review the escalators? Maybe I should have a YouTube channel where I review my Uber experience. Kieran, if you start that... The leg room. If you start that... The cup holders. I guarantee I will watch at least a couple of episodes of that and just to get into it. Talk about the smell, the conversation. You should. That would be hilarious. (laughs) Like a five minute YouTube video. And make it ten so you can get advertisements on it. (laughs) You know, ten minute videos of, you know... (laughs) <laughs> of the ride, just I've, live stream it. Like, and it's uh, we're waiting for another ride here. And oh my god, yes, you should do it. 
That's because I watched. Did, did I tell you how I watched the like the plane reviews? Okay, because yeah, <laughs> I'm addicted to the plane reviews. <laughs> I want to know because my fear is the leg room. Yeah, it's genuine fear. Yeah, that's why the movies are rated based on leg room. You criteria. know, I had a guy call up while I was eating dinner like two or three nights ago, and I'm like, "Geez, a phone call this time of day." It was a Friday night. Like, Jesus is weird getting a phone call. I didn't recognize the number, but thought, ah, just pick up whatever. Picked up, the guy's like, hi, here, I'm from the television review board. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't watch TV. And he's like, oh, no, no, this is about the rating system and what you think of it and we should change things. And all I said to him was like, uh, I don't want that to exist. Uh, please remove them. And then I hung up. Because I don't think they should exist. You could have had a good banter with him. I was eating dinner. What's more important? Well, don't answer your phone at dinner. Didn't your parents raise you with values? I thought it was someone important. <laughs> when, if it was important. It, the TV is definitely turned down when you eat dinner. Okay. I'm sure you eat in front of the TV every night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this isn't about me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you just got Pornhub on one, like, you know, the Pornhub app on your TV. There's an app that you can put on your TV? Yeah, like, I've got a YouTube app on my TV and I yeah. just plug it in and just, you know sync up my account so oh. it comes with all the things I'm sure you can do it with Pornhub I can't imagine it, it probably doesn't exist because it's TV and kids can access it a lot easier yeah but I'm sure someone's made it and you can you know sync it all in well I found out today that there was a Netflix uh, service called Jetflix right which had been going for 10 years it's been shut down there mm. um, but it had more TV and movies because I just downloaded it from like Pirate Bay and all that. Yeah. Uh, then Netflix and, and Amazon and, well, and Hulu com- combined. If they're just downloading from... But they charged you nine ninety nine a month. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. That's a bargain. For more than what the others... But it was just all illegally downloaded. I think I've, I think I've said this before. But like, like free for the consumer. But the risk is at the person who created it. Yeah. I think it I think I've said this before, but like Netflix is what, like twenty bucks a month or fifteen bucks a month, whatever it is. You yeah, know, whatever. You know. Yeah. And then like Stan is also like fifteen dollars a month, whatever it is. And then like Amazon Prime, you know, it's fifteen bucks a month. You add up like if you just say you had three or four services, let's just say three services because you want to access, you know, HBO shows like on Amazon or whatever it is, and then you want a Netflix for the Netflix sort of stuff, and then Stan for, you know, just watches um Disney. Well, yeah, Disney's all on, on stand, so if you want all that for your kids and this mm. and that. But she watches, what's it called, uh, the Drag Race show, RuPaul's Drag Race, and she loves it. And that's fine. But if you wanted, like, four, three or four, that's mm-hmm. $45. Cable, like, you know, from Foxtel, which is our equivalent of cable Yeah, but TV, it has ads. It's, uh, it has ads. But you know what? Netflix, I think, is going to go down that route anyway. Maybe. I think it is because there's no way they can like, especially in Australia. I don't know what how like it's obviously licensing laws, but I don't think they're going to have the ability to get as much of the stuff in. Well, their problem is and Netflix's problem is Disney and all the other sh- people that make content HBO are putting up their own platforms. And this is what I'm right? saying. There's going to be Netflix, so many platforms. Netflix now has to make their own content. Yeah, because. The and licensing still, okay. deals are, are being pulled. I, I will state this absolutely right now. 99% of the Netflix created content is garbage. Complete garbage. What about House of Cards? 
That's not, that's HBO, isn't it? No, no, that's Netflix. Is it Netflix that's exclusive? Ne- that, that was start on Netflix. Yeah, that was a Netflix original. That was the first show they made. I thought it was Orange is the New Black. No, nah. um, uh, I might be wrong. No, no, yeah, ha- House of Cards was the first. But there's so much crap. Like they make so many crappy documentaries. They make so much crap. They'll have like Stranger Things. Apparently, is really good. House of Cards is pretty good. Apparently, the later season is... A yeah, not the later season. See what I mean? Uh, well, that, that, that's because, you know, um, not Johnny Depp. Um, well, the pedophile. Frank Underwood. <laughs> Who plays Frank Underwood? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, the pedophile. I'm yeah, trying to think of his name. Yeah, because yeah, that happened. The gay pedophile. And the, that Yeah, one. that one. And then and then they had to rewrite it. Yeah. And it just wasn't, you wasn't know, it wasn't just... It was never going to work. Yeah. It was just never going to work. Bojack, Bojack Horseman's pretty good, actually. But it's all getting a bit shit now. Hmm. Wouldn't do that. I just think, like, by the time, like, you know, Net- Disney's thinking of doing their own thing, like, you're going to have to pay for, like, 10 subscription services. You know what's going to happen? What? To- a second, vi- a revi- re- revival of torrents and downloading services is going to come back. Because people are going to go, well, fuck it. I don't want to pay for 400 Netflix. Yeah, but the people who, who created Netflix have already sold it. Yeah. They've already made their mega millions. Yeah, it's it. And they're gone. But Netflix started back in the day, like 2006, 2007, and they actually used to give out DVDs to people. Yeah, yeah. They they were... They were going to try and buy Blockbuster. Or no, no, no. Blockbuster, Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix three times. Yeah. And they and, fucked it up every time. And they didn't because it was... Um, yeah, they gave... They sent, They posted you the DVD. Yeah. And then they got... They found out a way of going, tell us the 10 movies you want to watch... And then when you post post it back, we'll send you the next one. Yeah. Right. So that was that was genius. That's how they got traction there. And then they got rid of late fees. Yeah. They said it doesn't matter when you send it back. Yeah. But by them having your next ten movies, it's, you uh, had an incentive to send it back, right? Yeah. But there was no late fees. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, with the internet, they just said, "Well, we just put it all up online. We can now put it up all up online." Yeah. It was a very great. I and mean, Blockbuster had three. Three times I, saying, I think uh, Yahoo had that opportunity. One says Yahoo had an opportunity to purchase like Amazon, had an opportunity to purchase Google and YouTube, and they just said no. And then they got purchased by, oh, who did they get purchased by? Um, does, do, does Yahoo? What does Yahoo do now? Yahoo. There's Yahoo Finance. Yeah, they do. They just still do news, and there's a. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, um, like a search engine and stuff like that. But I think it's purchased by um, by Microsoft now. For pittance, like mm. five, you know, fifty million bucks, which is nothing really. For no a, one uses Yahoo. Oh, eh. Look, if you anything, know, you use DuckDuckGo. You know what? DuckDuckGo is the way to go. Yeah. I, and I know that rhymes, so obviously it's true. <laughs> but I've been using it, and it is far more balanced in comparison to than Google, than Google and yeah. Yahoo and stuff like that. Or even Yahoo is actually pretty good, more more balanced. But DuckDuckGo. I remember searching for something. I think I was searching for the Jeffrey Epstein mm. um, articles and I would see an article come through like in my newsfeed on Facebook and then I'd try to search for it. And like, instead of seeing the article I actually want, I'd type in the whole headline Yeah. and I wouldn't find it, but I'd go to DuckDuckGo and it'd be the first thing that comes up. So um, definitely check out DuckDuckGo if you haven't done that. Well, Google is so big now and it's got all these algorithms being built and there's, there's, there's inherent bias. With the people that make the algorithms. Well, not only that, they tailor the algorithm to you, to you, and what so if, they know about so you. So, if you only, yeah. yeah, if you only looked at, you know, left wing, wing, right wing, or certain types of videos, they just show you more of the same content, mm. uh, putting you algorithmically in a bubble. Yeah, 
you know, you got to try to break from that. Try to try to be balanced. That's why you use Duck Duck Go. Yeah. Tonight's podcast <laughs> brought to you by Duck Duck Go. I would love it. I would love it. I would love to talk to the guys at that um and made Duck Duck Go. It'd be interesting to hear their p- point of view and how they do things differently from Google. It would be. Yeah. It would be very because it, it would have to use a lot of the same sort of technology, but just in a different different way. way. Yeah, it'll never be as popular as Google. Fun though, it's not good. What are those people that are scared of ducks? It's like a thing of like a fear of always being watched by ducks. <laughs> like obviously they can't use it. I don't know how much of the population is that. Yeah, but you know I think more people are scared of clowns. So you know as long as they don't make a, a clown, a clown one or a public. <laughs> Did pu- you think of the Simpsons there? Yeah, <laughs> send in the clowns. Uh, uh, you got an article for us? Oh. Should I rant about teachers? All right, let's hear your rant. <laughs> so this whole new thing came out. This is my rant, but it's not really a rant. It's a bunch of news articles and it makes me, it gets me angry uh, for a lot of reasons. But teachers are like, uh, my mum's always, my mum's been a teacher. And I think one of the most important things with teachers, especially today, there's so many of them, but none of them actually want to be teachers. Yes, go on. Okay. So I know lots of people who went, oh, I studied science, I studied business, I did this, I did PE, whatever it is. And then they go, oh, I can't find a job in the field. You know, everyone comes out of uni thinking I'm going to get my dream job straight out of uni or they wait like two or more years, you know, working a dead end job and stuff like that. And that's what I did. Look, I'll be very frank. I worked in a payroll sector and that was, that was um, glorified data entry Mm. and I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. That's, you know. And then I moved up. But into, you did your time. I did my time. That's you right. You had career progression. Exactly right. So people go, oh, after that like year or two years, they go, yeah, this is the worst thing ever. I'll just go back and study. How hard can it be? And I'll just become a teacher. So they go off and get their master's in teaching. Mm-hmm. And then they go into these jobs as teachers in, for a year or two. And they have no motivation to actually be a teacher because they're doing it just to get by get by and do another go for another job in like three years and go, yeah, mm-hmm. I've had this experience of being a teacher and managing things and writing a course and do writing. And I don't know if that's actually true because I've never seen a teacher jump ship yeah, <laughs> out of being a teacher into the real world. Like very rarely have I ever heard that. But th- there's a definitely a difference between people who are teachers and have, and have, have always wanted to be teachers. Mm. And I've seen that. Like I said, my mum, even as a kid, my mum always tells me that she, all she wanted to be, like even when she was 10 years old, wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Whereas I know people that have gone through the university system, left uni and come back, done their teaching, and now are teachers. And I'm not going to say that they're bad teachers, but they're not... The, motivated. They're not motivated mm. to be the best teachers. Yeah. But they've got such security in their jobs. That they don't have to worry. And that teachers here, like unlike America, let's be really frank. I think in America, they make like 30 grand a year. Mm-hmm. And that's like the top end. Let's say 35. That's like $55,000 a year. Here they start at like fifty-five dollars or $60,000 a year. Yeah, they started about, I think, 60 now. 60, which, yeah. which is, you know, which is like 40000 American dollars. Principals are on one hundred and forty. Yeah. I, so as a teacher, you are, you know... The and I think it caps out at about 110. Just depend. Well, that's a that's until, a public school. Until you, yeah, until you get into like management. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. if you're a teacher, and I know I have a bit of experiences because, like I said, my mum's a teacher. You know, you're sort of topping in between 90, 95, maybe 100, depending on 
what subjects you teach is a little bit different. Then if you do it, like, you know, my mum was the manager for VCAL for a while. She got a little bit more, but she didn't want that responsibility. It's gone down. She's happy to take the pay cut and all that sort of thing. But if you come more of a managerial, yeah, you get mm-hmm. an extra like 20, 30K. And teachers, it's actually based on how many students are at the school. It's a really interesting sort oh, of thing. So you pay based on, on the amount of students. Yeah, yeah. So you have oh. more students, more responsibility, this and that. Yeah. Pretty interesting. There's like a base salary, but obviously after that, it's sort of yeah, right. It's sort of a, a floating sort of thing. And obviously, a whole bunch of other things. So as a teacher, you're you're making you know if after about five years or so of being a teacher, you're sort of at the top end of, of the band of how much money mm-hmm. you're gonna earn. Maybe after seven years, let's just say seven to, to make it really easy. But that's that's a short period of time to be a teacher. Because yeah. most teachers that, you know, I'm sure that you had the same, you went to high school and there were teachers there that, taught, that were there for six years of your high school life, but they've also been there for another 30 years before that. Mm. So they're topped end, happy and all that sort of stuff. But there was definitely teachers that you knew at your school that really wanted to be teachers and there were people there that were just not interested in the job or the, the students. The or difference I noticed was whether they were like a closed mind or an open mind. So I had teachers going, yeah, but we don't know what the jobs are going to be. Yeah. Like, like this is really cool. And oh my God, I've, I, I don't know about this, but I, let's, let's explore this. Yeah. Like, um, cause computers were still relatively new. I would, would argue when I was in, you know, when we were in high school. Well, I think yeah, to the degree that they used now, but you know, like it was still, you're still trying to figure out, you know, you could write your assignment on Word and you could do a PowerPoint. That was about it. Like, you can do so much more now. And oh, maybe yeah. maybe if you did media, you could do some video editing or something. And I know. was lucky enough to do media and music and a few other little things like that. I think. Well, but the- some of the smart teachers were like, well, these computers, I don't know much about it, but I know it's going to... But those are the good teachers. And that's, that's what, what I mean. That's the yeah. good teachers. Let's, like... Utilize this information, this stuff that we've yeah. got to to present. Or there's, there's the same this information. Camp, there's this like coding yeah. camp. Let's. I want to send students to this coding. But it's camp. not even yeah. that. It's getting. I think the hardest thing about being a teacher, and as a student, like you know, as a, look, I was a music student for a very long time, and I had a private tuition. And it's very hard to get people motivated in something they're not exactly interested in. Mm. So like, I started music when I was really really young, and I was playing classical music on guitar. Now, you think like an eight-year-old kid is not going to care about classical music on guitar. But it wasn't until like I developed some technique and pushed through. It was about two or three years of playing. And then I was like, you can play a rock song now. And straight away I could do it because I had those yeah. that motivation. Suddenly that spike goes up. And I always talk about this with music. You sort of very flatline for a while. And one day it just clicks. And I would say that's about 18 months to two years in, depending on practice schedules yeah, and right. that. But a lot of people don't want, you know, they want that instant gratification instead of that, you know, yeah, we're, you know we're, instead of that yeah. massive jump in a year or two, you know. So let's go on with teachers. Now, they're saying that the NAPLAN testing for students, so the NAPLAN testing for people who don't know is a nationwide testing thing. They test kids on liter- uh, literacy and mathematics at the years three, five, seven, and nine. That's correct. Very standardized simple. testing. It's standardized testing, and it sort of helps with. It sort of dictates the funding level. The school. I'm a big fan of NAPLAN. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they're just saying that the numeracy and literacy numbers in year seven and nine, in reading and, and achievements in writing, are just 
going uh, dropping since mm-hmm. 2011. So in primary school, the literacy and the numeracy aspect of it, it's sort of going up. Yeah. Whereas as soon as you hit high school, it's going down mm-hmm. quite considerably. And that kind of makes sense to me because a lot of people that I know that... You spell check. Well, there's that. There's that. And there's, <laughs> they're they're there's writing you, yeah. There's obviously a movement towards computers as you go into mm. high school. But I think the people that want to become primary school teachers really want to be primary school teachers. Mm-hmm. And the, le- the level of detail, attention to detail that can... Maybe it's a bit different, but the, it's... Most kids are similar, I guess. I'm not really quite sure. I would say more kids between, like, you know, when they're in year three and year five are probably more similar on a scale than they are as they get older. Because yeah, the, the, the what's really interesting... So that's why I want to bring you in. A teacher... <laughs> so let's just take... So there's what they call the grade three, four split, mm. right? So prep one and two is really about learning... Fundamentals. ...how to learn, mm. right? So you're learning about the sounds of words and how they're spelt and all that kind of stuff. And then they call this grade three, four split, mm. which is then in grade four, you're now learning. You're, yeah. you've now, you can now read, so you can now read to learn. Yeah. You can now start doing projects independently. You can start thinking and connecting dots, right? right? And so what tends to happen in grade two, like, well, let's just take grade two, for instance... You can have a, a, a class of 25 to 30 kids. You can have a student who's reading or two or three students reading at a grade seven level yeah, and comprehending. But you've also got students at the other end who are still grade one. So like a huge bell curve. So yeah, the, the variation in a, in a grade two, grade three class is large. Now it's not to say uh, like that's okay, that, that's fair enough. But you'll, you'll also find a lot of teachers... You know, we'll put their groups in spelling groups. Yeah, or they'll yeah, put yeah. them in reading groups, and it's more it's or at, less at, at a level. So this group of kids around the same level. Yep. Put them together, they can motivate each other to push yep. through. And they're doing grade five work in their reading or whatever, and off they go. Yeah. Um, and the teacher spends more time with the kids who are at age appropriate or just a bit lower. They yeah. they put them in the groups. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was I going with this? Where were you going with this? Oh, so, oh saying, well, the very yeah, oh, that's what I meant. The variation, the very and the variation just. It stays like that. Yeah, so it, still kids in year seven are still reading at a grade one or two level. There, but, there will but be the some, top end, But yeah. the top end just keeps extending out into yeah. a year nine or year 10 level. Correct. And that's it. So the bell curve sort of shifts focus. It might go, instead of staying at a level three level, because they're all like year three level, because that's what the grade mm. they're in. Then the bottom end is grade one, the top end is grade five. Then it goes out to grade five. Yeah. And then the top end seven, but the bottom end still one. Yeah, is that or, what you're trying to or say? Or it could be could be crept could, up to two. Could yeah. creep up to two, but yeah. you're saying it sort of stays stationary at the bottom end, whereas oh, the top I, end I would starts say, moving. I would say it, sh- it shifts. It shifts, it yeah. shifts, but it spreads. It spreads wider. It spreads so, wider. Yeah. So like you, a year yeah. seven. So this is what I'm saying. A year seven student might actually have the reading comprehension level of a year eleven student, top end, yeah. but the bottom end is like still at a year three level. Yeah, and that's a really hard thing for a teacher to understand, and really to cater towards especially if they're not motivated for the job yeah and the thing is with these nap plans these results people look at the means yeah and when you've got such a large variation the means mean nothing <laughs> the mean the mean actually means nothing it's far more interesting looking at the end of the um the bell end curves. of the spectrum yeah. yeah so let's let's go on from that and this is what i'm talking about teachers that are unmotivated 
Um, and I think uh, maybe I've bought something in like this before, but the NAPLAN testing just came out and these results came mm. out. And then I'm like, oh, let me just put some pe- puzzle pieces together. And it said, teachers must now pass mandatory literacy and numeracy tests. So previously, about 1 in 20 teachers approved to work in the Victorian state, independent Catholic schools had failed or not yet had sat the compulsory tests. So all aspiring teachers had to pass this literacy and numeracy test. And in the Catholic school system, 1 in 20 fail. Mm -hmm. And in the state school system, or overall, I couldn't remember exactly which one, 1 in 10 failed. And no, when I say failed, I mean... They had three attempts and they still didn't pass it. Yeah. And that means to me, even if we go like the one in tw- 10, let's just say one in 20 and one in 10, average it all out. Mm. I, f- that means to me 15% of teachers, because not all teachers are taking, this is just new teachers. The current cohort of teachers, I could say very comfortably right now, 15% of them should be fired because they can't pass these tests. Yeah, yeah probably. And for me, as a as a person who obviously went through the school system, university system, and sees my mum who works really, really hard to do all this sort of stuff, and I know that she can pass it because she's done it. Yeah. <laughs> to see this, and then new people coming in trying to teach, you know, if it, I'm assuming just one day it's going to be one of my kids or our friends' kids, mm. they're not going to be able to pass these tests, and they're still the ones teaching our kids. It scares the fucking shit out of me. Um, Bill Gates is is doing this in America, right? Where he's actually saying we need to get the the really motivated teachers, and we need to be actually pairing them with the the lower yeah. functioning teachers, yeah, to help upskill, but and to help build. But that. you say that, but this is the thing: motivated teachers are the ones that are really good. The unmotivated teachers, no matter how much that they are motivated, do you, do you want to know an interesting? They're thing? not going to be interested in it. Do you want to know an interesting thing? Yeah, please. Remove all the kids who might have a learning disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just talking about average typical average, kids. Yeah. Class sizes have no impact on their educational outcomes. Really? Yeah. Insanity. So just it's it's just the, the teacher and the motivation and, yeah. and how they structure the classes. But like I said, you can put those who've got that ability in that maths group. You yeah. can put those there's still division within the classroom yep, and you, environment. And the anyway. teacher's got the, the management, as long as the kids aren't running around, yeah. you can manage the kids. Yeah, so, so so there's got to be an upper echelon. Like you wouldn't put like seventy kids in the classroom because like you know that that management aspect. Yeah, of it, it will we'll just will probably yeah. yeah yeah. As long as the teacher can manage the classroom, and you remove yeah 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 kids who need have got like a learning disorder or some other kind of disorder. Hmm. Yeah, d- class size does not have any impact on their learning well, outcomes. Here's, so here's the next bit, right? So these teachers that can't pass these tests, and I've got a few questions that is specifically failing the mathematics aspect mm-hmm. more than anything else. So a teacher should be able to answer some simple mathematical questions. And I absolutely agree with that because I think mathematics... I actually, I actually, well, I've had this conversation with some teachers, right? Yeah. And I know that there's some teachers that love maths, but they have to teach English in the primary school. Mm. And there's some teachers that love English. Yeah. And, I, and it's sort of hard because this, this is the idealistic world yeah. and it doesn't quite work that way. But I'm like, I actually think prep one, prep one, two, three should be its own specialization. Oh, it should be. And my mum said that many a time. She goes, I, as then, a teacher... And then those that just want to teach English or grammar or whatever it is, should just teach that. Yeah. And, and my mum said lo- that Those that loves maths... Well, they do that at a high school level. Like exactly. My, my mum yeah. uh, did a Bachelor of Arts and then uh, further on from that did like... Um, uh, uh, like you know teaching but like 
Mm. Underneath that was Elizabethan Shakespeare. Yeah, right. And stuff. So she knows novels and writing, huge high levels of like that sort of requirement aspect of it. But mathematics is not a strong suit. Mm. But she teaches English and, and, and language. That's what she teaches. And she's always said, I couldn't teach a kid how to read. But I could tell you exactly how to write something in a professional way. Yeah. And that's a completely different skill. But let me go on. So to get these smart people, to get people that are motivated in this and that into courses, you need, and to get smart people teaching kids, you need smart people. And the current... I'd actually, I'd, I'd actually say I want motivated people. Well, there you go. To get smart people, let's just say, let's just as a general sort of blanket statement, smart people hmm. into doing a course, you sort of need, we have like this uh, an, an ATAR score, it's called now, that ranks a student against every other student at the end of year 12 after all their exams. I think it's like a GPA, hmm. basically. Yeah, basically, it's a GPA, yeah. Currently, the entrance level for a teaching course is 60. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60 out of 99.95. And most people get around 70. 65, 70. No, and no, 50 is the... 50 is the... Is it still the median? I thought it was like 30 is basically the lowest. And then everything else. So it sort of skews it a little bit. Oh, let, let's just say 60. Let's say 60. Yeah. So the 60 is the median. That means an average person can become a teacher. Hmm. Which is fine. But they're, but they're saying, even though that they always claim they've got low wages and this and that, no motivation, no anything like that, the Labor government wants to try and change the average score for a person to go to a teaching course up to 80. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing 80, like I personally didn't get an 80 and I did accounting, mm-hmm. but I, got, I know guys that did get 80 and above and they all became engineers. Yeah. Now, you're saying to me that a guy or a girl is going to go, yeah, I've got an ADN score, yeah, I'm going to become a teacher, or they're going to, yeah, probably going to become an engineer. I've had many people say to me, how come I haven't gone to become a teacher? Yeah. And my response is, it, it, I'm not paid what I'm worth. No, that's it. I'm not, for for what I do, no. I, there's no way I would, I would do it for the pay. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, but the pay is actually quite good, because, it, I mean, if you're straight out of university... Mm. You've been there for four years, five years, whatever, and getting paid sixty k—that's a lot more than most people get coming straight I think, out of but uni. But take, take when I would have done it though it would have been about forty, forty-five. No, even back then, if, fifty. All right, let's say fifty then. It would have been about still 50. good. No, fifty still really good. Like a lot of graduates, I know guys that went to graduate positions, accounting first, they I know, get but paid I'm, forty. <laughs> I'm studying psychology, going, oh yeah, we charge one hundred and fifty dollars an exactly hour for a client. Right. Why what, would why would you do it? Why why would I become a teacher for fifty grand? And that's the thing, and and that's that's the whole that's the whole thing. You're yeah. not going to get these people. Or the other thing, I could have done, I could have done accounting or engineering or business yeah. or something like that, and Why walked into I... a sixty or seventy k exactly starting right. salary. Exactly right, and that's it. My mate, I've got, I've got, I've got a friend that's an engineer, and he got offered two graduate roles, and he's just like, oh, I'll just choose this one because this is the company I think is going to give me the most growth, and his starting salary was higher than a thing. I got, I know people that started working at Deloitte and EY, and mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, why would I ever become a teacher? And I got, you know accounting degree now finance i get to do this sort of cool work why would it ever become a teacher because they're not motivated to do it but then again there are some people that are not motivated to do it they go into these courses fail the one out of you know 10 percent of teachers and then they get we get students that are failing naplan or getting shit at the results in naplan in year, year five seven or nine 
I'm skeptical of the teacher who didn't want to pursue teaching. Yeah. He does it as the second option. And this that's the I would biggest issue I have. A less intelligent teacher who wants to be a teacher. Yes, because they're always gonna be motivated to continue to get yeah. better. Yeah. Than someone who goes, I'll do this as my backup option. I think so. And that's what I'm... Look, it's not really... This is sort of a weird rant because it's not really about... I told you this was a philosophy. Yeah. Talking about shit on faces and, and, and wet <laughs> Sound off, a, sound off like know, a regular and, episode. And I told you it was philosophical. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, it's out of... It's not really a rant per se, but it's like a really interesting sort of thing about how our system sort of works and the reason why... And potentially the reasons why it doesn't work. And it's pretty easy to see correlation to causation in this sort of case, mm. you know. And I'm sure we're going to see it as time goes on because there was a big influx. The reason why they lowered the, the, the score that needed to be a teacher was because we needed more teachers. Now we've got so many teachers that have their pick of the litter, but a lot of them have done it because it's a great backup because they know they can get a job. Yeah. You know, and it was the same for nurses at one stage. Like my auntie became a nurse. There were so many nurses, she couldn't get a job. She ended up, working for an insurance company and becoming a manager there. Yeah. And at the time, you know, at the time when I did my accounting degree and still now, not enough people studying finance. It's just one of those things. My, um, um, I've got my stepbrother is picked his subjects for year 11. Fantastic. Right. And it was very interesting. And he's, he did pick psychology. So I'm very happy. (laughs) Um, actually, this is this is hilarious. A few months ago, he had to do this essay for English. Yeah. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm dyslexic, right? Me too. Don't worry. <laughs> so, but I can think and I can write. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just, you know, oh shit, there's all these spelling mistakes. Yeah. And then, it's then I fix. fix it up, right? Whatever. And I'm reading his essay, and I start providing feedback and comments. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have a topic sentence. Yeah. There's no linking sentence. Yeah. What the fuck are you trying to say? But right. I guarantee right. he would have said, "I no one at high school taught me this." Well, basically, so I'm I'm sitting on the couch because he's this thing yeah, is yeah. due in 24 hours, and I'm giving him feedback. And normally, he'd ask his mum. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, giving yeah. him this feedback. Anyway, I give it to him. I'm like, "All right, let's go through it." And it's just I've got red and comments everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah. And he goes, he goes, Kieran, this isn't a university assignment. And I went. No, no, I haven't given you feedback as if it was a university no, assignment. I've given that, you this level. I've given you feedback as a as a year ten student. Yeah, and he's looked at me like, what? And I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't even give this a pass. No, nah. I'm like, this is terrible. Uh, in a nice way. Yeah, and 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 just you know, see, imagine that, but your mom's an English teacher. Yeah, she would have gone. I, I remember in year nine, her doing this. <laughs> And she goes, no, you got to write the year 12 level now because by the time you get there, they won't teach you this. Yeah. And she was absolutely right. He goes to a private school. Yeah. And he has not been taught any of this, any of these, these fundamentals. And I'm like, this, this is just fundamental putting ideas and structures. I'm like, I don't care how you, your argument or what you've researched or what you found or, or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. But like, you're trying to communicate this across. Yeah. He made some ch- he made some changes, right? Yeah. Not much. He showed me what he got. A few weeks, so he got a B plus, and I'm like, "How the fuck is this a B plus?" Yeah. Standards have changed. Well, anyway, Kieran, I know that uh, you we wanted to te- we like to test ourselves <laughs> here on the podcast, so I brought in three of the maths questions. Uh, all the, right, ones that I could do in my head. Yeah. And I thought if teachers can't do these in well, look, I did these at work mm-hmm. in between reading a contract. <laughs> 
and I was able to like a legal contract for some work I'm doing. And I'm like, if the teachers can't do this in their head, and I can do these in my head while doing a contract, yeah, then I can. Kieran can do them on the podcast. Okay. So here's question right. one. I love your faith. Thank you. The government operating expenditure on education refers uh, refers mainly to money spent on schools and tertiary education. Of the total operating expenditure on education in 2011-12, 51% was spent on primary and secondary schools and 36% on tertiary education. What percentage of the total operating expenditure in 2011-12 was spent on the remaining aspects of the budget? So I'll just read some numbers again for you. 51 was spent on primary, 36 on on, on, on tertiary. Uh, 36? Yeah. What What was left over? Okay, so I just said 50 and 30, so I was like tw- 20. But if it's 36, Fif- it's got to be about 14. Yeah, 50, 51 about, and 36. About, about 14%, 13%. 13%, yep, you did in your head. Now, this yeah. is the question. That was one of the questions on the test. Yeah. And you got it, what, instantly? Yeah. Okay. Well, as you were saying it, yeah. I, I, missed the th- I missed the 36. Yeah, the but, uh, I'm sure if you had it written, written in front of you, you'd be yeah. like, oh, 13. Yeah. Easy okay, here's a good one. A box, uh, the weight of a box of stationery is 3.2 kilograms. What is the weight of a hundred such boxes? So it's three point two yeah. times a hundred. Yes. Yeah. What's that? That's um, uh, thirty three thousand two hundred. Three hundred and twenty. Three hundred and twenty. Yeah. Easy. Done. Okay. Last one. You got it again. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Question seven. Now this is an A, B, C, or D. Okay. Are you ready for this one? The Australian Bureau of Statistics conducts a census every five years. In 2011, the population of Australia was 22 million. About 2% of these people live in remote or very remote areas. How many people live in remote areas or very remote areas in 2011? So the two numbers you need are 22 million and 2%. Mm -hmm. How many live in very remote areas? Is it A, 11,000, B, 44,000, C, 110,000, or D, 440,000? It's B... It's not B. It's actually D. As you, did, you did, one too many zeros, you took off. Oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry. You, but you know what? You had like yeah, put, you had put the, the right, print in front of yeah, me. Yeah, exactly right. They haven't got the print in front of you, so I'll cut you. You know. So wait, say that one again. Yeah. Um. Nah, the people bored with the right, podcast. Right, but you did well. Like you know, t- you know what? I was you like, got, uh, well, 60, in my mind, in my mind, I was like a hundred. Two percent is two. Well, look, you got sixty-six percent, and the pass rate for the math thing is a thousand is twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically passed. Let's say, if you had another question here, you would have got that. You would yeah. have passed, right. and it would have all been good. People can't answer these questions, and I'm really worried about the. But you just you just work it out. <laughs> yeah, but not pe- people can't do this. And I'm like, but you're in a test position. You've got more time to figure it out. Yes, you have. You have yeah, a minute. Got, a question usually is the case. Like you've generally got a minute to two minutes to figure out each question. Yeah, yeah. And we did we did three in like. We two. could be teachers. <sighs> Isn't that scary? Kieran, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got some more news for us. I do. This, this has been a lordy long... We're running 47 minutes. Oh, shit. Where did I put uh, my phone? The phone's on the floor, oh, mate. Oh, shit. All right. I, hang on a second, everyone. We got it. Hang on. I got a quick story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, we're getting the NBN here uh, at our lovely uh, studio, which is very exciting. So, so, Jess and I went to the... um. Went to, went to Optus and did all that sort of stuff. And uh, we go up there and Jess obviously got her the, the home business here. Doing yeah. dog grooming called Cuts for Pups. Fantastic. Check it out on Instagram and stuff like that. But um, it's under her business name. You know, the lady there types in cuts for pups, finds all the details, all good. 
and the girl there goes to Jess, oh, so what cuts for pups? What t- what type of <laughs> what type of business is that? And Jess is like, oh, that's a bit weird. Thinking, that's yeah. a bit weird. I can see it, you know, thinking, that's a bit weird. Asking, oh, look, I do like hairdressing for dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, and just that. And the woman goes, oh, aren't you scared of dogs? <laughs> <laughs> and then Jess is like, N- no. She goes, well, I am. And I'm like, okay, well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then Jess is like, you know, goes, oh, to be nice. She mm. goes, oh, well, you know, Jess goes, is actually scared of birds. I don't think I mentioned that before. And I go, oh, Jess, Jess, Jess goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually scared of birds. And the woman goes, oh, me too, me too. Oh, yeah, my boyfriend has a bird, a macaw. I don't like it, so I spray it with Ajax to kill it. And we're like, what the hell is going on <laughs> in this world? And then I'm like, yeah, look, I, the only animal I don't really like is cats. I would never get a cat, but, you know. And she goes, yeah, I don't like cats either. I once kept one in a boot to try and kill it. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, thanks. You just hurry up with that NBN. <laughs> oh, fuck. Good story, bro. <laughs> what news do you got for Sex us? robots. Yes. <laughs> This has been my favourite episode I've done for a very long time. Sex robots are back in the news. Thank God. And, uh oh, are they dangerous? Sex robots with coding errors prone to violence. Yes! And could the strangle uprising be- this is humans. Gonna be, this is going to be the Terminator uprising <laughs> when no one expected. These sex robots are not going to want to have sex with us. They're going to be moody as shit because that's a function that they can do. And now they're programmed to chop our dicks off with their vaginas. We are going to see Terminator rising. It's going to be great. I want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger fight off sex robots in the next Terminator. <laughs> film you have no idea people they're up coming we'll make the film <laughs> sex robots plagued with coding errors prone to violent behaviors including strangling an expert has warned oh inc- what do you mean strangling it's a sex robot it's not like it's all arms and moving this and that <laughs> strangling cock with their vaginas what the fuck is happening doll collector brick doll banger okay <laughs> thank you for listening to the show <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the highlight. Fears of violent reper- repercussions. Repercussions. If robots, robot ticks are not regulated. He believes simple coding error could turn all AI girlfriends against their owners if they are c- equipped with free will. Well, who's going to give a sex robot fucking free will? You know what? LGBT. I just watched a Dave Chappelle special. And he talks about LGBT people. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Vice News said it was terrible. I watched it and it's the funniest comedy special in the last 10 years. Okay, I'll watch it. It's amazing. Yep. It's fucking amazing. So definitely go watch it. He's back with fucking vengeance. And he talked about the LGBT people. I'm expecting it's going to be LGBTR soon. And they're going to be fighting for fucking robot rights. And it's like, you can't have sex with a robot unless it has your consent. Because remember, we talked about that. Point of privilege. Yeah, point of privilege. Point yeah. of privilege. Yeah. I don't want voting rights for sex robots. That's what I want. Jesus fucking Christ. If they have free will. Who's going to give them free... F- what's the point? Why as well get a real girlfriend if they have free will? <laughs> sex robots, everyone. Sex robots. Oh. Yeah, no, no sex robot's gonna want to work in a, a sex r- robot brothel. They're all gonna be gonna become engineers. <laughs> I am science and hot. This is a win-win. Sex robots will soon be completing the teacher test. It'd be better than regular teachers, <laughs> at least ten percent of them. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, 
Uh, the rest of the article is pretty boring. Oh, that's all right. That's enough ranting about sex robots for a while. But that's okay because uh, maybe sex robots won't do this. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Now, something magic happened on CNN. And it doesn't include them getting an article or a story right about anything. Uh-huh. What happened was a piece of footage mm. was removed Uh-oh. the best they possibly could from the internet. And it was very hard for me to find mm-hmm. because one of the female white hosts compared a gorilla to the black co-host <laughs> of the show. Oh, okay. And this took... And all I could find, I'm like, great, yeah, it'll be on YouTube. Everyone will have a bit of a laugh about it. And I went onto the CNN YouTube page. Not no, there. Not there. I went to a whole bunch of others. Like, not there. And then I found a clip of it. I'm like, yes, I found on it. Duck, on DuckDuckGo? Well, yeah, actually, I actually had to use DuckDuckGo. But I found the clip of it. I'm like, great, this. I emailed it to myself back home to, to download the clip for us today. And when I, by the time from coming home from work, to coming home, it had been removed because of a uh, uh, violation sort of thing you know yeah violating the terms of, of yeah, terms them of being in america and you being in australia so yeah. i'll give you a bit of background and then we can watch the clip because okay. <laughs> you found the clip i found the fucking clip and it's a guy taking this a video of it with his phone but i found the clip and that's the, so a morning tv anchor in oklahoma apologized a day after likening her black co-host to a gorilla alex uh houston Said gorilla at the Oklahoma City Zoo kind of looks like you to her colleague Jason Hackett at the end of the feature of and I shit you fucking not Coco dot hyphen TV a CNN affiliate Coco yeah which was I don't know if you know the 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 um sign language in gorilla no you don't know about Coco the gorilla no. the she did sign language no it's video pictures with her with Robin Williams and everything it's amazing. But it did sign language. I think it passed away recently. But yeah. There was a period where I was writing a thesis and I was in a bubble and a lot of shit happened. <laughs> and every now and then I'm like, oh, is that what happened? Anyway, that happened. <laughs> that was a real thing. Anyway, so here is the clip. And uh, it's amazing. Like I said, the quality's not so good. Sorry for the audio quality. No but I'll do my best. Sizu just posted. Okay, you have to see this. This is Finn. We're about to show. Oh my goodness. Take a look at him. He's a resident of the Oklahoma City Zoo. And this week, the zoo's eighth caretaker took over their Instagram. And we are all loving that they did. And as you can see, Finn was fascinated. Definitely ready for his close up. Kind of looks like you. We're going to see the picture. Stranger traffic! Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like you. Kind of looks like you to the black man <laughs> in the room. Straight to traffic. They could not get to traffic any quicker, could they? <laughs> It'd be hilarious if the traffic was like, you're spot on there. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the only clip I could find. It's a 22 second clip. Wow, well, amazing. I to take it down. I managed to take it down everywhere. I couldn't find another clip of it anyway. Apparently she apologised the next day and like, I want you to understand how, how hurt, you know. And he's just like, oh, it cut me deep and cut a deep a lot of you in the community. Oh, these are all their fucking press writers. That didn't affect him. He's just like, whatever. Like, yeah. That's just their publicist or whatever writing. And I don't think she meant... She definitely didn't mean it in a racist way. No, she didn't. It was off the cuff. It was off the cuff, whatever. And I'm sure... Anyway, I found it really, really funny. If anyone anyone contacts this show about us not being politically correct, I'm going to read it out and make fun of it. Please. That's the whole point of the the email address. (laughs) 
like I said, I always say at the end of a show, send us some rant hate mail or a death threat. Like, uh, like we care. <laughs> yeah, I, oh. I don't care. But look, uh, uh, can you give us one more? All right. Give um, us one more. This, I thought, was very interesting. Uh, he His dog ordered porn. He got stuck with the bill. Which my, which my first question was like, why is someone ordering porn? It's so freely available on, on the internet. Yeah. And number two, if you did order porn, that's a very bad excuse. I remember on 4chan years and years ago when 4chan was available in my country, yeah. Australia, which uh-huh. it's not. Is 4chan not available? 4chan, 8chan, Kiwi Farms and about five or six other sites are banned for multiple, uh, th- without using a VPN. Banned, oh. it, banned for multiple... Uh, Telstra's banned it. Optus has banned it. So basically, yeah. Basically banned in Australia. Okay. Uh, for a number of reasons. One of them... Most of them ret- pertaining to the... Um, that shooting that happened in New Zealand. Oh, right. Remember, okay. th- remember yeah, that? Like, yeah. blip on the I radar? Like, I feel like I was on 4chan in the start of the year. Yeah, it was. And then it's, it's gone now, which is a little sad. But anyway, continue on. Continue on. Uh... The trouble started with a slip of a paw, a mistake of obscene proportions. Last month, Thomas Barnes found himself stuck with a $70 bill. Oh, that's not bad. Could be worse. From DirecTV, after he said he's uh, Bichon. Bichon, 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 there we go. Bichon Frisch Dog, Marnino, jumped on his bed and stepped on the remote control accidentally. I was going to say, why did I bring up 4Chance? Because they used to post... When uh, Brazzers was down for some reason, they posted all these like account access to the master codes, and they someone downloaded the everything off Brazzers and uploaded it. Oh no! Way. <laughs> now, everyone had a really good wank. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm just like, why is this a news story? Why are you just not using the internet? Why are you purchasing? Well, the dog did. Obviously, he wanted some doggy style. <laughs> Very Get out. I, I, know it, was... I know it's Father's Day. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. You know what? And to cap it off, I think... Is there any more for that article? You're sort of done with that one. Yeah, I'm done with so that article. So I want to tell you the best article... Uh, the best dad joke. Yeah. Um, And it didn't even come from my dad, which the is The best amazing. dad joke? Meaning it's so shit? Or it's actually really no, good? No, no. The best dad joke I've actually heard. Okay. At very recently. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. So I'm at work and this police officer walks into the, the elevator... And I click the button to go to my floor and he clicks the button to, his, to go to his floor, but yeah. he forgets to swipe his pass, oh. his visitor's pass. So uh, he misses the floor and then, you know, misses the floor, swipes his pass, presses the button and goes, oh, I've got to go all the way to the top because mm-hmm. you know, I'm on the, one of the top levels. And I'm like, oh, it's all right. Look, go for a fun ride. You know, obviously I'm in a rush to get back to the office. And then the cop goes, yeah, it's all good. You know what, though? I used to be a, an elevator cop. You know, it had it ups, it had it ups and downs. <laughs> And I went, oh, mate. And then straight away he looked at me and he either felt I was a dad or just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm really sorry. Don't <laughs> lie. You enjoyed that. And I'm like, mate, you've made my day. That was just a great joke. I'm, ha- I'm going to even tell it on my podcast. <laughs> There's no such thing as elevator cops. No. <laughs> That's what you got out of that. Jesus Christ. And with that, lovely people, all your wanking needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone, or email us, and email us, at weonlydoonetakepodcast at gmail.com. Kieran, thank you for another fantastic show. No problemo. And we will see you all next Thursday. (laughs) 
it's on my desk. It's like... I did, and you didn't even get back to me about your favourite Slim Dusty songs. Oh, shit. Because I wanted, I wanted to start record. I wanted to make Kieran sing Slim Dusty, the album, the EP. Oh, no, no. I can Hang on. I can tell you right now. Okay. Hang on. If anyone wants to hear this, make sure they message me and say, yes, this is something we want to hear. Okay. Because I just I picture you dressed up in the jacket, like, you know. Like like this for the cover or like with the like those watch commercials. Oh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And then uh I'll we'll put the music together and you can we can get you into the studio to sing it. Uh hang on, hang on, hang on. Actually Spotify will be easier. Spotify will be easier. Most played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what I'm listening to back when I go to Ballarat tonight. Trucking. You know what? Um, you know what? Give me, give hey. me some time. Make sure you listen to it on the way back home, and uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. and those are the ones we'll do. Oh no, this is. Not we'll leave these guys hanging. We'll leave these guys hanging. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! They, 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 they've they've listened to the thing, and then they're listening to our banter at the end. Yeah. Hang on a second. Oh no, is it sitting on eighty? I can't remember. I thought it was fucking on eighty. <laughs> Shit, where is it? Hang on. What's this one? I don't think we can listen. Oh, it's sitting on eighty. I've been calling it trucking on eighty. <laughs> Uh, that's is, enough. This is not good. Hang on, hang on. That's bit. enough. 